Hey everybody, welcome to another jerryfarney.com podcast, episode number 10. This is uh, basically a short update for the week ending March 26, 2016, which was yesterday. Uh, today is Easter. I'm sitting here uh, late evening at my desk following a day of eating way too much food. I find it curious that the uh, Farney family gatherings always involve uh, eating way too much food, but it's all good. It's all good. Just a, uh, a real brief update on some of the things I've been looking at over the past week. Uh, most of it is uh, focused on uh, USP 800, handling hazardous medications in the hospital setting. For those of you that don't know, USP 800 is a follow-up uh, to USP 797. USP 800 is specific to hazardous drug compounding. The guidelines became official February 1st uh, of this year, although they are not going to be uh, enforced until July of 2018. And the reason being that there's a lot of information in there. And I believe that USP is just giving everybody time to get used to the fact and, you know, make any changes that need to be made. Uh, USP 797 is also going through a revision uh, that will end up harmonizing the, the two chapters. USP 800 itself is, is actually pretty short. It's uh, it's something like 19 pages, you know, and, and six of those pages are either uh, glossary uh, appendices or references, so that basically leaves you only about 13 pages worth of standards to go through. It can be pretty much broken into uh, various different sections. Uh, there's a, a bit of information on uh, on definitions and things like that, and then responsibilities and protection standards, communications and training, processing concerns, cleaning and spills, documentation, surveillance, things like that. Most of what you'll notice that's different in USP 800 is uh, it covers the uh, hazardous drug from the time it reaches the loading dock all, all the way until it reaches the patient. There's some new definitions, there's some new requirements for handling hazardous drugs once they make their way into the pharmacy. And uh, for the first time, there's mention of CSTDs and, and some things like that. Garbing is slightly different. Anyway, I would encourage you all to take a look uh, at USP 800. I spent some time reading it early this week. And overall, it's not too bad, but there's definitely some work to be done. I also found myself this week uh, reading an article from the International Journal of Pharmaceutics. And the article was on a product called DrugCam. Um, DrugCam is a semi-automated IV workflow management system that I first saw back in 2013 at the ASHP summer meeting in Minnesota. Uh, and I wrote about it. If you look at uh, my blog post, uh, June 9th, 2013, I talk a little bit about DrugCam. Uh, at the time, I thought it was a pretty neat little setup, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, the product never really uh, made it into the U.S. market. And uh, I thought it was interesting when I found this article. Uh, the article is titled, Drug Cam, an Intelligent Video Camera System to Make Safe Cytotoxic Drug Preparation. So, as you can see, this product is clearly aimed at uh, hazardous drug compounding. And what I thought was really interesting about this system is that it is a uh, it's a multi-camera uh, setup 
And the cameras are located outside of uh, the hood, which I, I think is, is kind of an interesting approach. And the cameras serve twofold. The first is uh, recognition of objects uh, used during uh, compounding process, such as uh, labels, vials, and syringes. And it also completely records the process. So somebody can log in and they can uh, look at a video recording of the entire uh, CSP process that the technician uses, which is, is kind of unique in this space. The system does not use uh, gravimetrics. And one of the interesting things about this article is there is a nice little discussion about gravimetrics and uh, why they, they chose not to use it. And I, I would encourage you to read it uh, if you have an opportunity. It's got a lot of good information in it. Actually, I think the only system that is uh, currently available in the U.S. that was originally marketed for hazardous drugs only was uh, the BD Cato system. And since they, that time, I, I think they've kind of switched gears a little bit here in the U.S. and um, you know broadened their market quite a bit. Now they're marketing it as just a, a clean room a technology. Another story uh, article that I was following up on uh, this weekend actually has to do with, uh, it's a press announcement for a product called uh, Kiro Robot. And I, I first saw the Kiro Oncology Robot at ASHP Mid-Year here just a couple of months ago. Uh, the product is being sold in the United States by Griffles. And when you first see the product, uh, what you immediately think of is, is you think of a biological safety cabinet because that's kind of the footprint and that's kind of what it looks like. Although the system is uh, quite a bit different than just your standard uh, biological safety cabinet. It's actually a dual-armed robot within a biological safety cabinet. And as a matter of fact, I believe during the compounding process, it actually uh, behaves more like an isolator. So like all robotic systems, it uses gravimetrics to weigh products uh, during the compounding process, such as, as vials and syringes and bags. And it uses a barcode reader to identify the products as it goes along. And what's very interesting about the system is it has a self-cleaning cycle. So when it's all closed up and you're done compounding, it would actually clean itself. This seems to be something that's more popular in the European market than it is here in the U.S. As a matter of fact, uh, the European market as a whole seems to be more interested in hazardous drug compounding than the United States is uh, at this moment. Uh, although we're seeing that change right before our very eyes with the introduction of USB 800 and so on. Anyway, earlier this, uh, I guess it would have been earlier last week, I received an email which was uh, basically a press release from Griffles announcing that they had installed their first Kiro uh, oncology robot in Lurie Children's Hospital, and that's L-U-R-I-E, Children's Hospital, uh, to handle their pediatric IV chemotherapy, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Griffles has a history of being involved with Children's Hospital their Focus RX system uh, is installed uh, just south of me uh, down in Los Angeles at Children's Hospital LA. Uh, anyway, uh, Lori Children's is in uh, Chicago, and I find myself in Chicago a couple times a year. Uh, I hope to get an opportunity to take a look at it. Anyway, that's just a brief look at some of the uh, articles and topics that I was uh, reading and looking into last week. And if you have any questions, be sure to leave them in the comments or feel free to drop me an email at jerry at jerryfarney.com. Until uh, next time, happy Easter, everyone.